Hi, this is Rod Rourke. Welcome back to Rourke Knows Podcast. We have an amazing podcast tonight with my nurse practitioner, David Ware. David? Yep. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. It's amazing. You know, whenever we have a podcast, he always gets so many views. I just wonder why. Maybe it's my dashingly good looks. And That's it. Smile. That's it. So <laughs> we actually are taking your comments and thoughts, and we, we know we've talked about fillers and all kinds of new innovative technology, but but we thought it'd be good to answer some questions that you've had about things that aren't necessarily fillers. They're biostimulators. So David, tell us what what is a biostimulator? Yeah. Well, that is a loaded question in many aspects. So uh, biostimulators are. Uh, basically injectables, and and, and the way I'm going to answer this, they're injectables that we inject very similar to maybe like a hyaluronic acid filler, but as opposed to volumizing, just volumizing alone, these biostimulators work in different pathways to actually do different things to the skin, Um, specifically maybe boosting collagen or elastin or thickening the dermis itself. They'll volumize in a different way. So they volumize in a different way. They make your, they basically just make your body do the work for you versus putting in like a synthetic hyaluronic acid. So is is that better than a hyaluronic acid filler? Because we always say hyaluronic acid fillers are so safe. And- yeah, yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't say it's better. I would just say it's a different approach. And a lot of times uh, when patients come in, we have to choose a multimodal approach. Which there's not, uh, aging is multifactorial and there's not just, you know, uh, one way to fix it. It's a, If there was one way to fix it, my analogy would be like trying to use a hammer to screw in a screw. Like it doesn't necessarily, yeah, you might get there eventually, but is it going to look good? Probably not. Probably so not. Much. Yeah. So sometimes we use a combination of different modalities: HA fillers to volumize, uh, biostimulants to volumize and help with skin improvement as well and skin quality. Uh, so in our practice, I tend to use them in tandem. Okay. So tell us about some common examples. I okay. mean, there's yeah. So there's a, in the U.S. market, uh, due to the FDA, we're uh, limited. We're not. It's not quite the wild, wild west like the U.K. where there's like 200 fillers over there. Uh, we have a, a small tool belt uh, per se to but use. They're safe. But I mean, they're safe yeah. and they're well vetted and they've been around for a while and if they're safe in the right hands, should I say they're right. safe in the right hands but uh, in the US market biostimulators are gonna uh, primarily fall into uh, calcium hydroxyapatate which is uh, brand name radius radius yep. and then uh, PLA PLLA or uh, Poly-L-lactic acid, which is uh, your Sculptra. Right. Um, that's another biostimulator. And then there's also a really nice wave of different uh, own autogolous or own, using our own body's biostimulators. And that's where we look at like platelet-rich plasma or platelet-rich fibrin. Yeah, so PRP, PRF. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, okay, so well, those are the four major ones. That yeah, so let's use. let's break them down. I mean, you know, uh, you know we use all of them, and, mm-hmm. and you said you combine the two. So let's talk, let's talk about... Radius, okay. calcium hydroxyapatite. Mm-hmm. What, what is it and how does it differ? Yeah, so CAHA uh, or radius is a biostimulator that's injected into the dermis um, or even you can deep, use deep it into deep derm- into the dermis. Deep in the dermis. You can actually use it just like a filler too. Right. Um, what we're finding though uh, in some really well, well-rounded and published uh, uh, research and literature now is that we can actually blend radius and for lack of better right, uh, words, put it into a solution or thin it down. Yeah, thin it 
down. Yeah, we don't it, like to use the word dilute. I don't like we, dilute, but, yeah, we yeah. Don't, but, but we're blending it. We're yeah. blending it down to make it a thinner consistency uh, so we can actually just focus on the biostimulating aspect of it. Radius is well-documented, well-researched to actually stimulate fibroblasts in the skin. That fibroblast activity thus increases collagen and elastin in the skin. So it stimulates. It doesn't inflame. It stimulates. No, it stimulates. Yeah, so that's, which, a, that's a big difference between one of its counterparts that's been around just as long. Uh, but it does stimulate collagen and elastin through the fibroblast pathway. Right. Um, and it, when you don't use it blended, you just get a really nice firmer filler. Right. Um, but if you blend it, you can actually pull out the biostimulating effects of it and help with skin quality, skin elasticity, as well as thickness. Right. And, and I actually, you know, we both love to blend it, the meaning, because I think to me it's safer and you can put it in almost at all mm -hmm. layers of the dermis. If you don't blend you know, uh, radius, then you have to go deeper and it does, it, it is, it's pretty hard. And it, I like to put it over hard surfaces like the jawline and it lasts about a year, year and a half, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're thinking 18, 24 months, depending. It's all about quantity and, you know, what we're trying, what metric we're, you know, how far we're trying to push the, the level there. Uh, but you know, I, you taught me how to inject radius years and years and years ago. And I, I don't think I've ever injected one that wasn't blended. I haven't either. Um, so, but, but that came from you. So yeah. I see injectors all over the country do it sometime, and I'm like, God, that's got to hurt. Um, but in general... And it's safe, too. It's, it's much it's, safer. It's safer when it's blended. You yeah. get a better dis dispersion. Your risk profile goes down quite a bit. But in the right hands, if you're injecting it in the right plane of the face, in the... Uh, anatomical or more geographical areas of the face that are safer, you know, mid-cheek, lateral cheek, gonial angle, yeah, deep deep areas yeah. like that, it's um, it's a safe uh, uh, filler. But if you blend it down or, you know, uh, change the solution of it, you can get that just that biostimulating effect much more superficial. And where skin. do you get that? I mean, it's some fascinating results. I know you mm -hmm. were recently at a meeting in Europe. So where, yeah. where do you uh, where do you see this going and where do you use it for the biostimulatory effect for radius? Yeah, you know, I um, I did go to uh, the Mexis in uh, Vienna last year, uh, which is a MERS event, and really was re-inspired to use Caja or Radius, because uh, they were really pushing the envelope of its skin tightening aspect using the biostimulatory pathway. So for the longest time, as far as tightening has been concerned, we've pilled patients, we lasered patients, we microneedled them, we RF them, we use sauna. I mean, there's all these different things that we've right. done for skin. So now when patients come in uh, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay, well, this is a skin t tightening issue. Uh, let's say lower face and neck. It's a skin tightening issue. It's a volume issue. Right. And depending on how uh, lax the skin is or how far uh, um, that I have to push the metric, I might actually use like radiofrequency microneedling combined with radius yeah. treatments, especially in the lower face and neck. I've had some really great success with that. Or if they're a little bit, they need a little bit uh, more of an aggressive treatment, then I'll use something like microcoring or Elocor combined with radius in the lower face and neck. Um, not only are you removing skin, but you're also getting the biostimulation and the neocollagenesis and the elastogenesis. Uh, so you're tightening and removing skin at the same time. Yeah, which is yeah. fascinating. I yeah. mean, and, and of course, Elicor, we've, you can refer back to one of our recent uh, um, YouTube channels and podcasts, which was very well received. Yeah. It's a micro-coring technique. So, yeah, that's fascinating. So, okay, so that's one. So mm -hmm. What about the other popular ones? Sculptra. So the other popular one is Sculptra. And honestly, I, uh, until probably last year, wasn't using more Sculptra than I was Radius. 
just because Sculptra is uh, PLLA. It is basically a solution made up of Absorbable tiny, tiny particles of dissolvable sutures. Right. Okay. Uh, we know that one of the ways that we can stimulate collagen in the skin is to follow an inflammatory pathway. And so when we cut someone open and we put sutures in, we put these dissolvable sutures, they dissolve, they cause a little inflammation, which causes better tissue aggregation and more yeah. more advanced yeah. wound healing. Exactly. So when you look at this uh, inflammatory pathway, you know, Sculptra is a fantastic product for that. And I think it was um, ooh, Steve Fagan that told me this when he said, yeah. you know, when he injects Sculptra, he thinks of creating like an internal sunburn under the skin. Oh. Because I don't know if you've got, I haven't gotten a sunburn in a long time because I work in this business and all the estheticians at Epicenter would kill me if I came in with a sunburn. <laughs> yeah. But um, in general, you know, sometimes when you have a sunburn, your skin looks really good. There's yeah. no lines, it, there's no wrinkles. Yeah, for a while. Be, yeah. For a while, because it's, it's, it's inflammation. inflammation. It's yeah. inflammation. And you're stimulating that collagen. Your skin's trying to repair itself. Yeah. Uh, so sculpture works in that aspect. Now, internal inflammation. Kind of internal inflammation um, that helps to boost collagen, thicken the skin, and give some volumization as well. But it truly has to be placed more superficial. I see some people that place it deep. Uh, there's no real research out there that says it's beneficial to place it deep. Um, I guess you get temporary volumization because of the um, solution that it's in. Right. But I don't think it gives you the same lifting capacity as like a HA filler or a radius or yeah, something Yeah, and like we're going to show you some examples of that too. David's going to yeah. show you some examples. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I use it in the hands too. Mm -hmm. It works great in yeah. the hands. In fact, that was the first FDA study we did on that. So Yeah, and you know, I, I um, one of my patients came in and I just, uh, I had done... I'd have to look, but around 30, mid, about 36 vials of Sculptra in her buttocks. Now, um, she wow. has no body fat, so she's not eligible for a, uh, BBL. a BBL, like you can't, she has no fat to transfer. Um, so we went down the Sculptra uh, pathway and it looks phenomenal on her. Uh Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, I those saw it. And we'll, we'll, we're going to show you this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, did it you post it yet? Uh, no, I haven't posted it yet. But, <laughs> um, I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity to have a big, beautiful buttocks on my page. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but it is. I mean, I, it, even me. You know, sometimes we do things that we're like, we know they look good. We know that, that they'll turn out well. Uh, we rely on the science and data, and then we get a really amazing result. And we're, I was like impressed with myself, even though I knew I was doing what I was supposed to do. But well, it, it's a great. Was that done in one sitting? No, no, no. I, I, oh. I'm conservative. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. You know, yeah, I typically, I know, I, yeah, I don't like to do more than six to ten vials. Great, uh, great. A lot of my approaches start slow, add. It's easier to add than it is to subtract in our realm. So. And stay tuned for an episode on safety and how to teach the best injectors. Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay, that's the two. And then the other ones are PRP and PRF. You yeah. know, tell us a little bit. How do they differ? And what is their biostimulatory okay. effect? Yeah, so um, PRP and PRF are basically, the steps are almost identical with a few caveats on how we make it. So right. um, PRP has been around for quite some time. It's platelet-rich plasma. Basically what we do is we draw your blood, we spin it down, we isolate the platelets in the plasma, and those platelets are filled with upwards of you know nine to 12 different growth factors. Those growth factors, when injected back into the skin, break down and cause a stimulatory effect. Right. So um, I see it uh, works really well for 
things like hair, right. um, things really like does. skin texture, skin quality. You microneedle um, it you in. You can microneedle it in. Um, what you're, uh, you're, with microneedling it in, you're causing an inflammatory pathway with the microneedling, which is going to stimulate neocollagenesis. And then by adding the PRP, you're just starting the wound healing immediately with extra platelets and uh, growth factors in the area. So PRP is like your quick burst of growth factors. Um, then we got PRF. So PRF, same thing. We just draw your blood, spin it down. The main difference between PRP and PRF is that with PRP, we add an anticoagulant to it. So we have more working time with it. Right. Now, so it P doesn't clot. So it doesn't clot. Now, PRF is a different beast because there is no anticoagulant. So as soon as you spin it down, you either have to chill it or inject it within about maybe three to five minutes or it just turns into jello and then you can't use it right so but with prf without there being a anticoagulant in it you get a longer slow trickle of growth factors over an extended period of time let's say two weeks as opposed to 24 hours so in some applications that's good um, in other applications you might cause more inflammation because you're putting, you know, a clotted platelet into the right. skin. So where do you use one or the other? Mm, I like PRP topical. Um, I like PRP where I want to create a little bit of volumization. Um, I've switched. I used to do specifically PRP for like scalp rejuvenation, uh, sexual rejuvenation. Uh, I think PRF is getting better, faster results. Just in, because, in the scalp? In the scalp as well. Really? Um, just because it's a sustained release. Now, when it's sustained release, you have higher side effects, like the risk factors for uh, swelling is exponentially increased. So you just have to explain that to someone. You know, they wake up and their forehead's really swollen. And they might be a little <laughs> upset, so you have to prepare them for that. With PRF? With PRF, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So um, it, is a, it is a sustained release of growth factors. So anywhere that you want that. I mean, I use it typically when I'm uh, microneedling or doing an RF patient, if we add PRF, and even now I'm doing some PRF in our Elocor procedures, uh, injecting it immediately post-procedure, right. just so I can speed up the healing process. So in summarizing, you know, the take home for our, our listeners, so biostimulators are good. They're great to act alone or as adjuncts to fillers. And as David eloquently said, they really are very powerful. Yeah. And I think in some cases they may last longer. Yeah. Than, than uh, biodegradable fillers. Is yeah, that not correct? Uh, absolutely. I mean, biostimulators have a much uh, more longevity to right. them because you're making your body do the work. And, you know, the analogy I use when I'm thinking about like HA fillers and biostimulants is, um, you know, in Texas, we get a lot of hail. Okay. You ever left your car out in the middle of a hailstorm? It looks like hell, literally, <laughs> the next day. Hail to hell. Yeah, hail to hell. So, um, but you know, you have all these dents all over. So, when I look at this car, or if I look at someone's face, I think of the dents as kind of being. Uh, an HA problem. You know, we have to fill it up. We have to fill the right, tiny right. little hole, smooth everything out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't, unfortunately, with hell damage, a lot of times you can't just fix the bump. You have to fix the paint too. Right. So a lot of times I add my biostimulators as the paint. You know, you fill, volumize with your HAs, you go back in and you address skin quality, texture, the paint of the car with a biostimulator. Right. And then used in tandem, you can get some beautiful long-lasting results yep and you do that simultaneously oh yeah in yep. the same, yep. same it, it is beautiful mm -hmm. and we're going to show you some of those too yeah. so david as usual phenomenal information great great information for people you know know before you go okay make sure that someone who's injecting you is really understanding how biostimulators work they're not a filler they're completely different but they're great to be used simultaneously with them thank you again david yeah awesome thank you great